The following program is recorded content created by the Truth Network. It's Matt Slick Live. Matt is the founder and president of the Christian Apologetics Research Ministry, found online at karm.org. When you have questions about Bible doctrines, turn to Matt Slick Live for answers. Taking your calls and responding to your questions at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. Everybody, welcome. How are you all doing? It's me, Matt Slick, listening to Matt Slick Live, and I hope you're going to have a good time listening today. If you want, if you want to give me a call, all you got to do is dial 877-207-2276. It is so easy to do. All you got to do is uh, give me a call. If you also are interested in contacting me via email so I can read your question over the air, all you got to do is email me at info at org, And I have the email program right there. Right there. See right there. There it is. And uh, all you got to do is uh, just give me a. Uh, oh, we got to talk about all the new stuff going on. Man, there's all kind of stuff. Oh, <laughs> stuff coming in. So anyway, there you go. And um, I get distracted easily. You know, I kind of noticed that because there's so many things going on in my life, and uh, I, I'm always trying to do as much as I can. In fact, I was praying the last night and today, just asking the Lord to use me. And, uh, you know, as I get older and things slow down, Lord, use me anyway, you know. And that's what I want. That's what I'm hoping for. So um, by God's grace, uh, hopefully he will. So there you go. Hey, look, why don't you give me a call, 877-207-2276. We have wide open lines. And if you want to email me, you can do so at, let's see, here's the inbox right there, at info at karm.org. Ooh, someone sent in a comment about one of the articles. Maybe I'll just read that to get going here. And it's about Mormonism, so that might be interesting. And let's see, doing this. So we are on Facebook Live. We are also on Twitter. We are Twitter, Twitter, right, guys? Uh, Live. And uh, on YouTube Live. And on Rumble Live. Right? Everybody's nodding. And we have people in the room here um, in the chat. You can go. I guess you can, the best way to do the chat thing is in um, is in YouTube. We have the best look YouTube. But to get to it, you got to go to the Carm website because. Uh, oh wait a minute! I don't know if I did. That's right. Because uh, we have people who turn us in who, to the uh, to the Gestapo, the the thought police. You know, you can't say this. You can't say that. You can't say. Medical misinformation, like, I don't trust the COVID vaccine. See, I just said it. That's my opinion. I don't trust it. Uh, am I allowed for that opinion? Now, just because I said that, let's see if uh, the the uh, the people who hate me uh, and what I do will say, that's it. We can't have you talk. We can't have you say that opinion. So uh, we're going to turn you in so that you can be silenced. Uh, this kind of thing. You know, it's a thought police out of 1984. So we'll see. We'll see how that goes. And then if it does, hey, we'll just go to another YouTube thing. And what we do is we put the the accounts up on um, on the CARM homepage, right? Isn't that right, Laura? It's on, the, it's on the Matt Slick thing. You go in there, you click on that. But we put Rumble on there. Rumble's not going not gonna to uh, cancel us because we say something that's uh, misinformation or disinformation or doesn't uh, isn't approved by the thought police. Uh, so... Yeah, see, this you can understand. You can understand, folks. The thought police are out there. The thought police. They don't want you to say things that's against the status quo. 
and they will call it misinformation. They'll say, okay, show, like for example, COVID stuff, show me the documentation, show me the evidence, show me the evidence that contradicts what I'm saying. I can take you all to the CDC website, uh, wonder.cdc.com, and I think it's forward slash vayers.html, I think it's what it is. And I could take, I could run you through to show you the statistics of uh, deleterious effects of various vaccines. Oh, I'm telling you, it's very interesting. I've done research on mask efficacy and uh, you know, the, the little cloth masks you guys wear. If it's pure cloth, for example, did you know it's only 3% effective? Cloth masks are only 3% effective, which means uh, 97% of the germs and viruses are passing through it. So why wear it? And then the uh, those little uh, more more medical looking ones, they're kind of like light greenish, very light uh, greenish. Those are 50% effective, 50% effective. And it goes up to 80 or, something, or 90, something like that. If they're worn properly, sealed around the face, and you don't touch them. And if you touch them and move them, you've now contaminated them because your hands are, are on the outside. Now it becomes breathing. And... Uh, you have to get rid of them and change them every few hours. What people do is they put them in their pockets, right? You know, go into a store, take it out, put it on, and those things are infected. <laughs> so, so you know, you go into a store, do the, do the thing, you know, Zinc Heil, do the lockstep stuff, and uh, there you go. And so that's it. Now, now, how about wearing a mask in a hospital? I have no problem with that. I mean, I don't want to get people sick. It doesn't bother me. I'll wear a mask in a hospital if they, they want me to. They say, hey, we want you to wear a mask. Okay, that's fine. But this out in public thing uh, is just give me a break, you know. And, and so I'm saying this on purpose to see if I'm going to get uh, busted, to see uh, what the powers will be that allow or don't allow such things. Even though I've done the research, I have the documentation on my website. You're not allowed to do that, are you? I'm telling you, freedom of speech is uh, more and more becoming an illusion. Oh, man, you can't say that kind of stuff, man. Yeah, maybe not. Not in five years, maybe, or less. I wonder if they allow radio shows to be broadcast from jail. I wonder if I could do a jail. You, know, you never know. You never know what's going to happen. All right, hey, let's uh, do this. Let's get on the air with Ryan from Pennsylvania. Ryan, welcome. You're on the air. Uh, Matt, I called yesterday, and um, I listened to the rerun of how I reacted to you, and I realized that I owe you an apology. Um, mm-hmm. You had okay, reasons, um, Yes, I do. And uh, you had previously um, given your word that you were going to respond to my, um, um, my critique of TAG, and yesterday I kind of pressed you on it, and um, I realized that you had already given me your word to respond to it. I reacted very badly, and um, um, and I um, not only did I act react, react badly, I acted wrongly, and I apologize and ask your mm-hmm. forgiveness for that. No forgiveness necessary. I didn't think you acted badly at all, but uh, but hey, apology accepted, no problem. But um, all right, I didn't you. think you were. Yeah, but you talked about stuff, and I am going to get to it. It's just going to get. It's going to take a while. Okay. But I had a question for you. Could you no. talk about the possible, possibly possibilities, right? Right? What's possibly yeah. possible? Is it possibly mm-hmm. possible that possibly possible statements are either true or, f- or not true? Um, possibly. <laughs> <laughs> but, 
All right. So then there, there's your bivalence again. So um, I think anyway, I'm going to look at your paper sometime. I got I got so much to do. Work. We got a lot going on right now. So uh, I understand. It that. Might might be and weeks. Like you say, I I kind of tried to push things, and uh, that was wrong of me to do that after you had already given your word on it. So yeah, I'll do it. Uh, you know, it's just I don't know when. It might be a couple, three, four mm-hmm. months. I'm supposed to go to Israel. Supposed to go to Japan. Just start it. Just breathe. Just don't stress out. Yeah, I got so much on my plate. There's plus, other things going plus on. Plus all your personal stuff that you got going on. Yeah. And I understand mm-hmm. that. Yep. And I have to be in the mood to tackle something for uh, a few days while there's mm-hmm. pressing. It, it, it sounds whiny. It's just this. I've got so much on my plate. Um, it, there's just so much mm-hmm. that it's difficult to. Mm-hmm. Uh, plus I'm 66. And uh, I hate to admit it. It's true. I'm, I've been mm-hmm. talking to God about it. I'm slowing down. I can't concentrate like I used to. And so I don't mm-hmm. have as many what I would call good intellectual <clears throat> days as I used to. It, they're just realities. I gotta yeah, work you it. and I are, are almost the same age. And um, okay. I was, um, this past September, I turned 66. So, um, oh, you're a little bit older than me. Um, and it's December. Yeah, I became a believer when I was uh, right before I turned 13. So I think I've been a believer a little bit longer than you have. And uh, oh, yeah. I read my first book on apologetics uh, when I was 13. So I think I've been doing apologetics a little longer than you. Probably. I started apologetics in 1980, sure. so it's 43 years for me. Uh, but there you go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah. and it's been 53 for me. <laughs> good for you. There you go. All right. Uh. Okay. All right. Well, thank you for the opportunity of doing that. And um, right. I wish you all the best. Thanks. Appreciate it, Ryan. All right. Let's see. Oh, I forgot to tell him. Dang it. Um, I uh, accidentally hung up on him <laughs> yesterday. I did. It was an accident. I hit the button. I do it every now and then with somebody, and I'll hit just hit the wrong button. I don't hit the the uh, uh, the button because there's there are two buttons. Uh, let's see. You guys don't know this, but I'll, what I see is a, a screen, and I, it has hold, air, and I don't know. It, it says something RO. I don't know what that RO what that means. It's red, and it just means terminate and it hands, hangs up. So, two of them are on the right hand side. And I, if I miss it by a quarter of an inch, I'll hang up on somebody accidentally. I try not to do it. Drop. Now, why didn't I see it? Can you read that, Charlie? Are you able to read the whole thing? Okay, I can't because of the screen resolution. It's one of the problems I have is uh, the Comrex stack. We have I can't. Uh, read all the letters. I can only read the top half of letters because of the resolution issue. That's just what it is. Yeah, it's weird. All right, hey, just rambling. If you want to give me a call, all you got to do is dial eight seven seven two zero seven two two seven six. Let's see. In about three hours, I should be on uh, Clubhouse answering questions. We have a Wednesday night thing, which is at nine p.m. Eastern time. People just. Line up and ask questions, and then we talk. You know, I really love answering questions. I don't claim to have all the answers, but it's one of the joys in life. After having done this for so long and having so much uh, memorized and, and having uh, answered so many things, that it's, it's a real joy just to uh, just be able to, to answer. And, um, oh, let's see, we lost. I'm not sure who what. Let's put that on hold right there. And so one of the things my wife likes, she goes, I like having a theologian in the house. And, and uh, she'll we'll be watching something and saying, where's the verse, blah, blah, blah. I go, I'll repeat, this is where it is. Most of the time I get them. And if I don't get a verse, I don't know where it is. And she goes, how can you not know it? Then she mocks me. 
All right, hey, we got phone calls coming in, so I think we'll just take the calls. We'll get to the emails later. If you want to email me a question or comment, I can read on the air. Just email me at info at karm.org. Let's get to Beth from North Carolina. Beth, welcome here on the air. Thank you. How are you? You're welcome. Oh, I'm fine. A little melancholy, slightly fatigued, a little bit clear-headed, but not quite 100%. That's how I am. Well, I hope you get that to 100%. I'm hoping. See, people, you know, they'll, they'll say, how are you feeling? Fine. I'm going to start telling them, you know. I'm going to give them. I'm going to tell them. You know, well. That's what we should do is honest. I, yeah, well, I have this thing about honesty, too. And um, and so I have a real problem. I'm stuck. Because you, you, you've got to read these documents and things like this to approve, to sign up for something. Have you read all this stuff? It's 18,000 words. And so I'll scan through it. And, uh, you know, I feel I've got to read this stuff. And uh, that, that's a problem I have, too. I, I'm really uh, stuck on being honest. I'm really, I'm an honest guy. So anyway. Well, that's a good thing. My wife, okay. my wife thinks it about that most of the time. Your, your answer will be honest. <laughs> Yeah, I'm definitely honest. That's why I told my wife once. I said, if you ask me what what my opinion is of what you're wearing, I'm going to tell you. I'm not going to sugarcoat there you it. Go. She says, okay. And uh, okay. most of the time, what she wears is like, I'm like, baby, that looks good. Yeah, baby. And she just walks <laughs> away. So there, there's a break. So hold on, Ben. We'll get okay. back, okay? All right. Hey, folks, if you want to give me a call, four open lines, 877-207-7276. We'll be right back. Matt Slick Live, taking your calls at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. All right, everyone, welcome back to the show. Three open lines, 877-207-2276. If you want to email me a comment or a question to read on the air, you can email me at info at karm.org. I wonder if it would be better to have, like, email at mattslicklive.com or something like that. I wonder if that would work easier. Well, maybe people can tell me what they think is easier to remember. Hey, always just try to make things easier for everybody. Let's get to Beth from North Carolina. Beth, welcome. You're, you're on the air. Thank you. Okay. So what's your question? My question is Matthew twelve thirty six. Okay. Is that intended for non-believers or believers? Yes. Both. Or mm-hmm. both. That's what I was wondering. Mm-hmm. See, uh, God does not change his standard because they're unbelievers. The standard of holiness is within God's nature. Be holy for I am holy. There's no qualifications to it as if uh, as if to say only believers are held to that. No, it's everybody. God commands everyone everywhere to repent, Acts 17.30. So when he's talking here, he's talking specifically to the Jews, or maybe it's just his disciples. Uh, and he's talking about how the words that we have re- reflect our character. So it's just simply true. So in Matthew twelve thirty six, every careless word that people speak would be given account for it. So the word uh, that people is just not restrictive only to, to Jews, but to all people. So the unbelievers, in their use of the Lord's name in vain, in their foul language, will be held accountable for everything they said. Christians too, which is why I tell Christians stop using the Lord's name in vain. I repeatedly tell Christians this. 
and they should stop that and let her yes be yes or no be no as Jesus said in Matthew 5:37 because the 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 here's a there's a theological reason for all of this I know I'm going quickly but here, look God said let there be light the speech the word of God is creative the word became flesh and dwelt among us and lives in us God covenanted in the Trinity by the word by the nature of the speech God doesn't speak in the sense we do in the Trinitarian communion but the covenant of the intertrinitarian communion is a covenant of promise of agreement of word God cannot fail in this therefore it is the standard of righteousness that rests in God's character and our yeses should be yeses our noes should be noes we keep our word because we have said so because we're made in the image of God careless words will be remembered and we'll deal with them on the day of judgment okay okay that's what I thought okay that even though my sin is forgiven I still am accountable for things that come out of my mouth absolutely and we are going to suffer a loss of reward or an increase of reward depending on what we do with the giftings and, and calling that God has given us right. so uh, this is something a lot of people don't realize we're, we're saved and we're not going to lose our salvation but doesn't mean we can or can't lose reward and that that worries me mm-hmm. because uh, I've done nothing in my entire life from a pure motive in fact just the past 24 mm-hmm. hours I've been praying about an impure motive I have about uh, ministry and it's not perfect mm-hmm. it's just part of me and I'm talking to God about it and what I'm just saying is you know there's there's uh, there's always a stain upon my efforts in every single thing way so I don't expect uh, any rewards in heaven and if there are any it's only because of God's grace somehow working through me because that's it and yet right. somehow we are responsible and so uh, you know it's, it's above my it's above my pay grade I just know that this is how it's going to work that's what God says good enough for me and uh, that's it you know okay so. well thank you so much you're welcome so much God bless me and keep 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 on the air. It's good, and I hope that God continues to bless you. Well, you know, I, every time someone says that, that they like the show, and I'm glad that they do, I, I always encourage them to let the station uh, manager know and the people know because they are giving me a good deal, and uh, they can get better better reimbursement than I can afford. Okay. And yet they, they want I'll truth. I'll do that. And so, not that I'm perfect at all of it, but uh, they're really good folks. They are really good folks. Even the guys I talk to who are the producers on the show that I tease before we get on the air. They're good guys, too. <laughs> they are. They're really okay. good guys. I hope they're not listening to me say that because, you know, I don't want them to get a big head, but, uh, but they're good guys. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you, Matt. All right. Well, God bless. Okay. God bless you. You too. Bye-bye. All right. Hey, let's get on the air with, uh, I guess that's, I can't read the name, from North Carolina. Welcome. You are on the air. I guess it's Harold. Are you there? Hello? Uh, Yes, I'm here. All right. So what do you got, big guy? Um, I appreciate you uh, answering these questions on the show and even having the show. (laughs) Um, but my question is, I keep seeing the number 666. Okay. And I'm not exactly sure why. Where are you seeing it? 
um, just randomly in my day-to-day life. Like, uh, I do uh, Uber Eats, and so I'll see 666 pop up as an order sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, one time I had to deliver food to a person's room and their room number was 666. Uh, I also I also do stocks, <laughs> right? As long as they're not levitating, I also do stocks okay. on the side. Say again. You, I said, as long as they're not levitating when you go in the room, that's okay. But you, you don't get to right. say that. <laughs> um, I also do stocks on the side, and oftentimes the uh, high point of the stock is six six six, and I just got a repair bill from my car. And the repair bill amounted out to six hundred and sixty-six dollars. Wow! Man, that made me nervous. I start seeing that everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Try being me. I'm like, God, what is this? What do I do with this? <laughs> what I do wrong? <laughs> well, uh, just don't don't come near me. That's all I'm saying. And uh, <laughs> dog, I don't care. All right. <laughs> so. Okay, so let's talk about that, okay? Um, one of the things that can happen is uh, that psychologically we can look for the number. We recognize patterns. Uh, it's called pareidolia. We see patterns in nature. We see par- patterns in numbers. We see patterns. And uh, so one possibility is uh, that you're just seeing patterns. You're just noticing it and getting more nervous about it until you see, see it. And it's like, you know, and then it's what it is. Plus there's what's called the, the bell curve the bell curve of events. There's just statistically certain things are going to occur. A professor once wrote an article, and he says he, he gave an assignment to the, the students. I think it was six dice or five dice. Die. A single is die, so two dice. And he told them to just throw the die, all, all six of them, and then write down the numbers and put them in a, a piece of paper. And then write, do it 100 times. This is an experiment. And then he told other students, make up the numbers in their heads and then give them to him. And he could tell which ones were fake and which ones were uh, real that had been uh, by the throws. And they said, how can you do that? And he said, because there's going to be a bell curve of number distribution that's going to occur. You're going to get somewhere there's three or four or five sixes all at once or fives. But most people were seeing these and wouldn't put them in thinking it wasn't statistically possible so he could recognize what was and wasn't possible. Because it was part of the statistical bell curve. And we'll get back here and talk about this after the break. Please hold on to open lines, 877-207-2276. Matt Slick Live, taking your calls at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. Everybody, welcome back to the show. Gerald, are you still there? Yep, I'm still here. All right, so as I was saying, I hope I got it across, the bell curve uh, sequence of of occurrences. So you might see, this is all just possibility and reality here, you might see it uh, 10 times in a week where someone else won't see it at all for 10 weeks, opposite end of the bell curve, because that's just statistical probability, how it works. So that could be a combination of things. It could be you're more in tune with it. It could be that God's trying to tell you something, too. (laughs) So... So, but what would that be? I don't know. I wouldn't worry about it. 
uh, I would just go, okay, you know, that's it. Uh, but I would watch behind you at night, watch, seeing if any shadows disappear behind corners when you look. You know, just basic stuff, you know. <laughs> and uh, you know, when you get in the morning, make sure that uh, that the light's on fully bright when you get in the bathroom. You don't want to scare yourself because, you know, this could affect you, okay? So, you know, just, just give, give me some super wise. I'm about to say, do you know a recipe for holy water? <laughs> Oh man! So, uh, <laughs> so uh, what I would do if it was if I was seeing it, I would take it seriously and I would pray and say, "Lord, is is this something up, or is it just coincidence?" Just Lord, if it's coincidence, it'll pass. If it's not, Lord, you're trying to tell me something. Just please uh, let me know what that is, because it could be anything. You know, it could be God trying to uh, prepare you for something, you know, tragic or really awesome. Or because someone might come up with a number, uh, you know, that you see, and you go, man, I've been seeing that number a lot, and that conversation starts, and that's what's needed. You never know; it could be anything. So just ask God, and it might just be your imagination. You're seeing things more when you wouldn't. But heck, six, six, six—it's kind of hard to miss, you know. So I wish I could tell you more. Are you there? I think I'm losing you a little bit. Try it again. You're breaking. If I up. could, what's that? If I if I could to connect to this question, when King Solomon saw six six six, why did he see it? When did he see six six six? Did he? I don't recall that. It was uh, in the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. Uh, Solomon had kind of fallen off, so God had sent him, I think, six hundred and sixty six gold bars. Oh, I uh. It's, well, here's the thing: six is the number of man, and uh, right. so man was created in the sixth day, and then six, six, six is the, is a mockery of the Trinity, the false uh, the Antichrist, uh, the false prophet, and the and uh, the devil, and so there's a, a just a mockery, and the name of the Antichrist in Greek will, or maybe uh, 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 Hebrew, will add up to that number. And it was 660 talents of gold. Thanks a lot, Jim. And so um, I've noticed that before. It's like, why Why get that much? Why that number? And it could be because it's a sinful thing, or it might be just because that's just how much it was. It's difficult to say. So, uh, okay. And then, then, just so you know, and people are putting stuff in the chat text, which is always helpful. There's a variant in textual uh, manuscripts about 666. One is 616. So let's see if you start seeing that around. You know? Hmm. Okay. Um, I remember when uh, my wife and I, uh, before we got married, uh, and she was living with her brother. Um, we were over there one time talking and stuff like that. And uh, they, I, I said, oh, look what time it is. It was 10.06. I remember this. And then I was there another night, and we, I happened to look over. It was ten oh six again. I said to him, I, "That's twice I've seen that, in you know, two nights in a row. That's just statistics, okay? It's going to happen, right?" So I came back a week later. He, he said, "I've been seeing ten oh six everywhere." <laughs> so, so because his brain got tuned into it, you know, and uh, you know, do we, you know, all that kind of stuff, and. Uh, but it turned out to be kind of a, a joke. Now I remember numbers. I remember numbers. That's why I remember ten oh six. Okay, but um, and somebody wrote in the text that they see the you know twelve thirty four on the clock, 
And I wrote back into the text, go, I see it too, especially when it's AM and PM. So, <laughs> so we're, you know, we're having fun with it, of course, but I wouldn't put too much credence in it. But I would pray about it because if you're seeing it that much and you're getting concerned, uh, it could be just be the bell curve. Okay, just remember statistics, bell curve. Someone else may not see it for years and you're just seeing it uh, more. And that could be bell curve stuff. But there's nothing wrong with just saying, hey, God, you know, what's up? Is this, uh, is it anything, you know? And just ask. And if it goes away, it goes away. If it doesn't, it doesn't. And then you can call me up again. And uh, you can tell me some horror stories, you know. You get chased by some bright lights in the sky and you had to duck in a in a house. Who knows, you know? Okay? You know, maybe the Mothman will come after you. <laughs> uh, I'll just tie some garlic around my neck and uh, walk around here. <laughs> you got any silver bullets? Because <laughs> I'd carry some of those, too. <laughs> <laughs> and I would take a wood stake with you. You'll be fine. Just trust me. You yeah. will be fine. Everything will be fine. Don't worry about it. It's all good. Okay. But uh, you know, call back in a while and see if the number pattern increases or decreases and just see. You know, and just remember, I think it's bell curve. I think it's just a bell curve statistics. That's what I think it is. It's going to happen. <laughs> but because it's 666, it's going to make people nervous, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay. And there's another number I see uh, periodically. 153, because that's how many fish were caught in uh, John 21. I see that number. I go, hey, look what time it is. I'll see a movie, you know, an hour and 53 minutes. I go, ooh, look, there it is again. Well, it's because I'm noticing it because that number's in my head. 666 is something that's in our head, our culture. So there you go. All right? Bill says in the text, garlic underwear will work. There you go. Um, (laughs) So... You know, if everything starts tasting funny, you'll know why, but that's a possibility. So, uh, <laughs> he did. And <laughs> also recommend getting, see, aluminum foil, make a hat out of it. And uh, just pu- put it oh, so wow. that it's got a bowl on top, so whatever comes down just zips back up. Okay. <laughs> it, it, it then, you know, just walk okay. backwards into buildings. Walk backwards into buildings. You will be fine. It's all you got to do. Don't worry about people looking at you, okay? And uh, just stay away from people from 10 feet from the garlic underwear, and you'll be okay. It's not a big deal. Okay. I'll just start a new fashion trend on that, too. Welcome back. That's right. <laughs> That's right. During the, summer, during the summer, you won't have to worry about insects, okay? <laughs> it's got a lot of advantages, so no problem. All right, buddy. <laughs> So I hope that really helps you a lot. Cause a lot of good intellectual stuff there. Okay? Right. <laughs> I appreciate so call it, me back in, Call me back in a couple of weeks. Let me know if the pattern continues or decreases or whatever, okay? I'm just curious, all right? Okay, Will do. Buddy? I appreciate y'all. Okay, take notes on the garlic underwear. All right, man, we're out of here. <laughs> okay, we'll see you. Oh, hey, having fun is fun. Let's get to Jonathan from North Carolina. Jonathan, welcome. You're on the air. Jonathan, I did hit the right button. I don't hear anything. I'm waiting. Waiting. (laughs) Think of the stuff people are saying. Oh, because he wants to know, what do I think about the Chosen series? I'm just going to comment on it. My wife and I watched um, two episodes last night. And and I got to tell you, I'm enjoying it. I I like it. 
they take liberties, but nothing sacrilegious. And uh, uh, you know, there was a he was Jesus was playing a game catch of some sort of catch game, and he dropped the ball or missed it. Well, can Jesus miss something if he knows everything? You know, these kind of questions. Well, he can't miss anything. I, I don't know. But uh, uh, what I'm, I'm, what I'm glad to hear is that Jesus is being promoted and being presented and is done well. And I know that they're working with Mormons and, and the non-Christian cult of Mormonism. I get it. But there, I forget where it is in the scriptures. Uh, don't hinder them. It says, "Don't." Where is that? Don't hinder. Uh, because the disciples said to Jesus, I forget where it was, uh, that they weren't doing things the right way. He said, don't hinder them. They're preaching his name. And this is what uh, what I'm concerned about. As long as they're not presenting Jesus in contradiction to Scripture, then I don't have a problem. So I've been enjoying watching it. But I will... Uh, the Chosen movie is no good, period. I don't know what the movie uh, or the series. I don't know what that means. The Chosen I don't know what that is in the text. So I, I'm watching it, but it always gets me. I, I'm very emotional about my Lord, and uh, I hope they do the scene. It's one of my favorite stories in the entire Bible, the scene where the woman comes into Nicodemus' house, lets her hair down. I hope they do that scene, because it is so powerful when you know what the culture is. So uh, anyway, you know, and I'll, I just told my wife, if they show that, I'm going to cry. I can't help it. And uh, that's just what it is. So, anyway, there you go. Hope that helps. Hey, folks, we'll be right back after these messages. Please stay tuned. Slick Live, taking your calls at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. that we stay on the air by your support, please consider supporting us. All you got to do is go to carm.org forward slash donate, forward slash donate, and all the information needs right there. We do appreciate all of you who did support us during the matching funds drive the last month of December. It really did help. And, uh, boy, thank you so much. So we appreciate that. All right. All right, all right, all right. Let's get to, uh, let's see, next longest waiting is Marsha from North Carolina. Marsha, welcome. You're on the air. Hey, Matt. I have Hi. a. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Mm-hmm. Hello. Yes, I hear you. I have a two, a two-part question. Um, okay. So my son and his new wife. Um, I was having a conversation with them, and they've been having some growing pains. They're newlyweds, marriage struggles, and we were talking mm-hmm. about how they needed to read their get back to reading their Bible more. I'm praying, and and I was shocked to to hear my son say that he does not know how to study the Bible, and and his wife okay. said we we need to study instead of just read. And okay, easy. 
and I don't know what to tell them, some kind of guide to teach them how to study, because I've just always known how to study, but I guess not everyone does. You can go to Carmen, you can look up how to, I think there's an article, how to start the Bible, how to interpret the Bible, and those are the basics. And what I would recommend, give him this suggestion. Now, he's the federal head of the family, so he's obligated to to uh, lead. But the wife needs to understand that his leadership is positional and not perfect, because, you know, we're just people. And what I would recommend is that she understand that she needs to support him in his position of seeking to learn the word. And what he can do is very simple. Does he have, how old are the children? Just curious. How old are the kids in there? Um, 26 and 27. I mean, they're children. They're children. They just got married, but they're I children. Oh, how do you have your kids study learn the Bible? Okay, let's clarify. But, well, I, I <laughs> is that what you mean, your kids? They're or? my kids, but they're 26 okay. and 27. So both of them got married to different people, right? No. Actually, okay, I'm confused. he's not my I'm child, confused. my daughter-in-law. So my son and his wife need You're, to this. know how to study the Bible. Okay, okay. So that's all it is. There's, they don't have any children, right? No, no. They don't have children. Okay, good. Okay, so what he could do, let's see. I've actually been thinking about uh, how to interpret the Bible and how to do a Bible study, uh, a a new school uh, on that, how to study the Bible. Um, There's different things to be done. I'm more of the kind of person who believes getting in to do it and just start doing it. Uh, instead of prepping a whole bunch to study, I just say start studying. That's my philosophy. People that makes people nervous, but it it shouldn't, because for example, let's say you go to the Gospel of of Mark, right, which is a sort book, or you can go to Ephesians. It doesn't matter. Generally, to study something like that, narration narratives are a little bit easier, because uh, doctrinal things, you know, Ephesians has doctrine in it, and it takes a bit of practice to get there. So I'd recommend uh, doing something like just reading the, the book of Mark or, or Matthew or Luke, John, whatever, and to take notes. Uh, and this may sound a little bit like, weird. what, it's so simple? Yeah, it is. What I'd re- recommend is either get a laptop and they can study together and take notes, or a, a notebook and they just write, and he and she can do it together. And they could read, you know, for example, go to Mark, I'll just use that as an example. Uh, in the beginning of the uh, the beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, well, the word beginning right there makes me think of John one one and Genesis one. In the beginning, God created and said and all that stuff. You know, I might go look at those verses and just say, in relationship, I don't know. And then, as it is written uh, in Isaiah the prophet, I'd go look at where it says that in in Isaiah the prophet, and, and just look, and just make, and then you write down whatever you can. This is what I I've started doing when I was younger is, well, I'm just going to start studying. I didn't know how. I just did. And that's what I did. I just went to a verse. And what's the term Son of God mean? And how am I going to find out? Well, one of the things you'll need then is a Bible dictionary and a Bible commentary. I would get both. A single volume dictionary and a single volume commentary. Because single volume commentaries, they do the entire Bible on one commentary. 
And it doesn't not going to be as in-depth as a, a single commentary on each book. But when you're first studying, you don't need a whole bunch. And I remember using a single-volume commentary frequently. Now, I, I infrequent, okay? Except when I'm doing something, I have commentaries on my computer, and I'll go look, and I'll go, yeah, it's interesting, I didn't think of that. So, actually, the more I think about it, yeah, I still use them. And so, what happens is, as you look up a phrase, or you look up, like, the Bible dictionary, Son of God, it'll have information in there. And maybe he and she could just read it together. They could sit on a couch and just start with, for example, Mark 1, and uh, the gospel. What's the gospel? Look up the word gospel in the dictionary. And go to the commentary and see what's it saying. Take notes. Make sure that, you know, you check, oh, that's interesting. And that's it. You just start studying that way. And it becomes very easy. And what happens is you develop skills, and after a while you don't need to look that thing up anymore because you've already learned it. Now you go quicker. Oh, and it becomes enjoyable and easy. It's really simple. That makes sense? And and that's exactly how I, that's exactly how I do it. But I felt like that was too simple and that you would have <laughs> some great awakening for me and some guys that I can tell them yeah. they needed to buy. <laughs> no, that's good. But that worked. No, that's perfect, you know. And I'd recommend, my recommendation is that you start off with a good Bible, the NASB. Some people use the ESV. It's pretty good. But I like the ES, I mean the NASB because of literalness. Now, that means they'll be a little bit more wooden. But you can still understand it. It's in good English. But they'll have things in there that other Bibles won't. And that later on will, will help them on. Okay, that's just later on down the road. But see, yeah, a notebook and... In fact, uh, I have my first notebook. I kept it. My very first notebook of taking notes. And it's uh, about four inches tall, <laughs> about three inches wide, and at the most a quarter inch thick. And I remember with this little bitty notebook, it had little rings in it, and I had a pencil. And I remember, this is for real. I actually remember thinking, I mean, I don't know if I can fill this thing up. This thing's huge. How much am I going <laughs> to... How much am I going to learn? You can't learn that much to fill this thing up. Wow. Man. <laughs> Boy, was that notebook too small. So, uh, because right. I didn't know anything, you okay. know, and that's it. You just go forward, and that's all. Just go forward and study and stumble together and just move forward, and that's it. Have them listen to my radio show. Have them call me up. We'll talk about it some more. And that's all. No big deal. Absolutely. We'll okay. do that. It's, you're doing it great. Do you have a second part? I'm sorry? So, so the second part of my question was that they come from two, like, different backgrounds. Like, he was Baptist, and she was more of, like, an apostolic faith. Apostolic, and yeah. they've been mm -hmm. clashing. They've been clashing Ap a little bit on, um, I guess. Captain Conley. Um, he is trying to be the head of, of the mm -hmm. household, but maybe she feels like he's getting a little carried away and telling her, trying to guide her too much. And he he's like, how do I find that balance? Like, how do I know what's important for me to guide her on and when do I need to step back and not make her feel like I'm constantly judging her? That's That's a very wise question to ask. And it's not easy to answer. 
but uh, it depends a lot on the interpersonal relationship between uh, couples because what what wor- what works with one couple may not work with another couple so he's uh, he's appearing from what you're saying to be very wise uh, so what I would do is it, it just tell tell you to tell him and her this is why you need to stick with what the scriptures actually say and if she has an apostolic thing this is, could be important if she thinks baptism is necessary for salvation that takes a theological skill to refute have him call me we can talk okay we can deal with it but uh, you know I, I would just encourage him to go through verse by verse let a lot of things go just go let the word of God do the correcting that's the best way let the word of God do the correcting okay okay and like like I'm a Calvinist for example I didn't even know my wife was a Calvinist until I asked her like after 15 years of marriage or 20 to 20 years or something like that I didn't even know because I didn't I wasn't worried about it because we teach I still teach Bible studies I teach this I, it's just what I do and she just learned from the word and she says yeah I'm, I'm, a, I'm a five pointer you are how long ago she goes, I don't know I just grew into it okay and so that's an attitude that I think a, a husband needs to have is a casual, patient teaching where the word is what corrects. And if he gets stuck on something, not that I have all the answers, but give me a call. I, I, you know, I can help out. Maybe steer him in a better angle. Okay. Okay. All right. Great. Thank you so much. You're welcome so much. All right. We'll see you. God bless. Okay. All right, let's get to Amy from Utah. Amy, welcome. You're on the air. Thanks for taking the call. Um, I called a while back, and it was a question of um, Jesus washing the feet of Judas. Someone had posted mm-hmm. online. I know we didn't have time, and I seem to always call at the end of your show. Um, but they had a picture on the thing, and it showed Jesus washing Biden's feet, washing Saddam Hussein's feet washing all these really evil people's feet, or I don't know if everything is evil, doing people and how we're supposed to be like Jesus and bend before everybody. And I just really struggle with it, and I think it asked you, did indeed he wash Jesus' feet? And that's what her argument was. She said, well, he washed Judas' feet, he's the betrayer, so we should bend before sinners and and sucker them. Anyway, your your, your comments or thoughts, I just Oof. really struggle with that. Yeah, that's a tough one. Um so in the context of the washing of the feet, it was something that a servant did, not a, a, a leader in the house, not a father of the house. Uh-huh. And it was the culture was the lower person status in the home would do that because the feet were dirty. They walked out on the dirty mm-hmm. road where animal feces, etc. So for Jesus to do this is a demonstration of his servitude and a demonstration of his humility. And so the disciples were very shocked by this because in that culture, it's not a necessity that we actually physically wash someone's feet, but that in the context is we're to be servants, uh, even of those who uh, can hurt us. Because in Judas, we know that that's the case. Even though Judas had not mm-hmm. designed yet to do that harm to Christ, even though and there's, we're out of time. So we should be a know, servant to Biden or a servant to Saddam or something like that? Well, the... <laughs> It's more complicated, don't have time. Call back tomorrow. Let's work through it a little bit more, okay? We need to talk about it, all right? Please do. All right, sorry about that. And a question about numbers from uh, Laura. Oh, that'd be fun to talk about tomorrow, too. Give me a call. Hey.
right on time. God bless everybody. Talk to you tomorrow. Another program powered by the Truth Network.